0: They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45-4. a whole burst to it. 20. That's steps A tackle. Runs left. 25
1: still to feet. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number
0: 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback. is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs a tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Radio with Derek C. and Michael Stewart.
2: Welcome to Ramps Talk Radio, sponsored by Tick Pick, which should be your first choice to buy a football tips because they save fans cold hard cash by never charging service fees ever. Tip Pick is the exclusive technique partner for Ramps Talk Radio and the Blue Wire Network, which we're proudly a part of. This is Derek C. Apollo here with from Los Angeles Rams defensive back, Michael Stewart. Mike, 34-24. Rams defeat the defending Super Bowl champs in front of a raucous home field at SoFi Stadium. How are you feeling being 3-0 coming off that victory?
1: Hey, hey, hey. It's the Rams. <laughs> they came to play. <laughs> I just feel like throwing a little fat Albert in there on there. Man, pretty <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, man, pretty impressive. So man, I can't wait for us to get on some of the details, but just right off, it's just nice one to win at home. And obviously new stadium, you know, get to fully use it this year. Uh, Rams were rocking. And, I mean, the fans are rocking and rolling. So yeah, man, it's kind of a big time win, uh, but, you know, like anything, you don't want this to be, oh, you know, they beat the, the Super Bowl, so they automatically in the Super Bowl. No, a lot of football left, but seen a lot of improvement from week to week.
2: You know, it's, it's. I think, you know, one, Steve and Johnny did a great job covering the post game on Sunday night. We're not going to try and rehash everything they talked about. A couple of days later, having some time to think about this game, you know, it just kind of hit me. Especially for you, you, know, you I mean, I am not trying to in any way be offensive to the old man here, but I mean, you've been around a bit longer. You have memories of playing Anaheim and seeing all the drama going on. You remember the team moving. You, you know, you remember everything, and I got to think there is something special. About seeing this team back in LA, in what I think is now the crown jewel stadium in the NFL, and no, they're not going anywhere again. They're they are staying in LA. All that perspective, I got to wonder, Mike, how's that feel to you? I mean, you you saw this the first, you know, I, I mean, the first year back in the Coliseum, it was nice. But I never felt like that's a true home field advantage. Now I feel like the Rams have a real deal home field advantage and it's a first time in a long time.
1: Well, you know, when you're talking about the LA Coliseum, I mean, we can go back to the early days when they were playing, but technically always shared with USC. Right. And then, uh, you talk about Anaheim Stadium, man, it's baseball field, you know, the first three, four games of the year. And it's like, man, you just knew when you got down there to that infield side, you were going to be slipping and sliding. So yes, man, to your point, uh, now, technically, all we need to do is get these uh, chargers to go back on down to San Diego. <laughs> and then it would really be, you know, truly ours. But absolutely, there's no doubt that you feel like you have home. You're at home. And again, when you're talking about the flagship team, it kind of doesn't matter. It's like the Lakers and Clippers. Okay, Clip City, Clip City, whatever they call themselves. Yeah, man, you're you're always going to be Clip City. You're not going to be the Lakers. There's too much tradition. There's too many championships. Uh, and that's going to be the same. And that is the same with the Rams. So... Uh, yeah, but it definitely feels more like an absolute advantage watching that game Sunday. That it's like the fans are realizing, yes, this is our stadium. Let's come out and make it happen for our team.
2: But, I mean, I, 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 saw, I won't let this go so easily, but like, there's a lot of history for you there. I mean, you saw a lot of this drama back in the 80s and 90s about how this franchise really fell on some hard times. And now we're seeing a franchise that is I mean, they've turned it around. I still believe there's that they're gonna they're gonna take some medicine down the line, but right now they're contenders and they're probably gonna be for a couple of years. And I have no doubt in my mind that they have the right people at the helm that will keep them contending most of the time. We all know they'll be down years here and there. We never I mean, thinking back from 2000, you know, five and six on to about 17. You never felt that way. Good portion of the 90s, you felt like this team was lost. I just, for you especially, having played, having worn the horns, having watched this all firsthand, there's got to be more to it than just what you said,
1: though. Well, when you look at it, DC and uh, folks that maybe listen, I look at the coach, right. So my years, my early years were John Robinson. And I had to be reminded how much I loved the Rams growing up. But it talked about in the year before I got there, 86, 84, 85 of all the years, six out of the seven years they went to the playoffs. You know, so my rookie year, 87, really was the year we probably would have went to the Super Bowl if not for the strike. And I tell everyone if we don't trade Eric Dickerson, I know for a fact I have two Super Bowl rings by now. That wow. being said, I look at Sean McVay. How many times do we see him even get look at Jared Goff and like go high? I'm watching this guy run from the sideline all the way down the field. No coaches do that, Derek. <laughs> this dude is running around like, oh my gosh, we are doing it. And so that's infectious, but that's how he was the first year. But last year, Mm -hmm. he just was like, come on. But now this year, you see, I'm watching Stafford throw. I know we'll get into it. And I'm going, yeah, this guy puts the ball on the money. Now he's going like, yeah, man, I actually got a decent line. And I have to believe something was wrong with Deshaun Jackson. Because you can't now just put him in the game and he just lights it up. It's like, okay, was the dude hurt? Was he in the doghouse? Like, what was going on the first two weeks? And so now you have, because I'm watching that dude catch the ball. Oh, yeah, that dude still got speed. So the thing is, (laughs) they got some real receivers. And again, you got a real quarterback. Uh, The line is pretty, pretty solid. And, you know, from what I saw Sunday, yeah, I I would be like Sean McVay too because they're starting to, again, this is week three. We talked about how much guys in play and timing, and now you see Aaron Donald. We talked about him uh, getting close. Now he's getting home, week three. Now next week he's going to be even better. Uh, But, yeah, to your point, man, a lot of emotions when you look at Everything that happened, you know, watching some of these old clips from the 85 and Georgia Frani area and hey, John Robinson, you're the best coach ever. But then we had ground out Chuck Knox. And then, uh, you know, then I was gone to Miami at that point. Uh, but the thing is, you've seen a lot of these changes from the good years to the NFC championship to we went three and 13. So, yeah, then six and ten, six and ten. And then you know you're out of here, and then eventually you get the greatest show on turf, and then it's like you fall back off the the wagon or whatever. you know, unfortunately with my guy, Jeff Fisher that is not your favorite guy, but he's still my guy. That's the best defensive year I had playing for him but uh but yeah, just just excited, man, to see what's going on, and to your point, yeah, just because of the the salary cap and the contracts, but I have to imagine. Now that football is back in full swing, it's going to be a lot more money coming to the table as well.
2: I, I just kind of look at this and, and listen. The team's three and zero. They started off well last year and hit some hits and spots. So I know it's not. It's a long year, but on the surface, even with some of the concerns I have, still about the team. Every team has its its flaws. I I know that I don't have to have the old view, the old pessimistic view that, you know, they're gonna fall apart. Like I had from, you know, for much of my my life, okay? Um there is stability in the organization, and I know that for the most part they're gonna make the right calls or they're gonna make some bonehead calls every team does, but I'm I'm thrilled with this stability factor. Like We can go into the offseason expecting them to try and win. Make it, a couple of years from now, we're going to be frustrated to win. All those lack of draft picks come back to haunt them. But the one thing we can always rest our hat on is knowing they did it trying to win. They didn't run from winning. They took the risks, and hopefully they lead to a Super Bowl. If we get one Super Bowl out of it, then I think we'll all call that a success, right? You got a Super Bowl ring out of it. It means, you know, that's what you're there for.
1: So Yeah, absolutely. And I think if, you know, and I think some people are Super Bowl or bust. but the reality is, you know, the things that we saw the Patriots do year after year, that's just kind of an anomaly because there's too much parity across the board now that you can't really build dynasties like you did in the 70s with the Steelers and, You know, then the Niners came along because they had guys that literally played together six, seven, eight, ten years together. You can't really get that now except maybe at the quarterback position and maybe at a few of your high draft pick guys. But to your point, because of, I think, management, front office has done a great job trying to do whatever to win. Even getting Matthew Stafford here was an attempt to let's get this thing while we have what we feel are a lot of the pieces. We just need to shore up this quarterback position a little bit. And again, we don't necessarily need, you know, a Stafford going in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. We'll have to see what his, in his career is like. Uh, but having said all that, yeah, you feel a certain amount of stability. You don't feel hopeless. Uh, you see a team that's 3-0, and but you don't see a team that's a lucky 3-0. and You know what I mean? You can be 3-0 and go like, woo, we one on the field, go, woo. They dropped the ball and we got a safety at the end of the game. No, this is like a legitimate team. And also you have a new defensive coordinator and some guys, a lot of new coaches still that are still gelling. So you just kind of go, man, we're sitting pretty good and things look mm-hmm. like they can get even better
2: and I, I agree i think there is a lot to be excited about a lot to be i mean let's be frank thrilled about there're still some concerns but overall this franchise is good to go i mean they're i mean look at all the coaches they replaced look at all everything that's been replaced and they're still 3 and 0 and played their best game of the season last sunday that's a nice place to be in considering In years past, you see a team lose half their coaching staff, half their front office, you're like, oh, crap, they're screwed. Throw away, you know, trade away first-round picks, second-round picks, and and you you expect that team to completely fall apart, but they haven't. And for all the times that, you know, I've I've expressed concerns, and I still have concerns, you would be a moron not to have concerns. I would say that, you know, the stadium itself and everything going with it, it's just a, a reminder that at least we know the franchises in stable hands are trying to win. Overall, they're going to be all right.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, if you pull up any type of highlights, you see the excitement on the field and on the sideline. And again, we, we could attest to some games last year, you know, guys looking at some of the other guys like, hey, man, can you guys do something? But I'm, I just look at kind of some of the numbers when you're able to get in the 30s as far as points scored. And and though, you know, Tampa, again, it's Tampa. Tom Brady's not just going to let them not score points. I mean, he was doing some things. You go, yeah, I got to maybe give this dude his due finally. I mean, I still and maybe because I played against Joe Montana, I just, you know, saw that dude up close and the stuff he would do is just it's just incredible. But I'm looking at this Tom Brady guy. I mean, this dude looks like he literally can play till he's 50. And, you know, he's he's got a good cast around him, uh, core players, and they fit for what he does and what the team needs to do. But when you look at our team, the Rams, uh, we got a guy that's going to be here for a while. And when you got a guy, as they say, as a gunslinger, you got the receivers now that are just, you know, seem like they've been together forever. Uh, it just gives you a lot of reason to smile.
2: There's a the thing about this where the franchises right now is you know that. They're gonna. They are going to be competitive every year. Another thing I like about where the franchise is right now is that they they seem like they really have found their guy. Like like you mentioned it with McVeigh last year, he wasn't running up and down that sideline. The guy looked stressed all heavens. Oh, by the way, getting into the football side of it here. For the past three years, we've heard people saying, criticizing McVeigh, saying he doesn't adjust, doesn't adjust. I go back and check film, Mike, and I'm seeing, hey, wait a minute, he is adjusting. But he can't, they can't execute it. Why can't they execute right. it? So, what do we see these first three weeks of the year? Yeah. We're, I mean, they're back in 11 execute. personnel all over again like it was nothing. Yeah. Like, we, we thought right. they couldn't do 11 personnel anymore. They're doing everything they want offensively even without the running game really established yet. Right. What's that right. tell you? Who's where was the real problem at? Right. Nobody wants to say it. who was it? Oh, I'll say it. We're finding out it was golf.
1: Yeah. Again, I'm telling you, you look at when a, a staffer comes off the field, they're laughing and he's smiling, you know, genuine discussion. You know, but last year it got to the point where it was like McVeigh was just like, Yeah, man, go sit over there and put your hat on. It's like, man, <laughs> you can't make the checks or something. You know what I mean? And maybe something, you know, I know something came out late after the season or late in the year that supposedly uh golf felt like, you know, McVeigh uh lost, you know, uh support or just you know, just think that Didn't think he could get it done. And so, you know, and again, does that affect you as a player? Of course. You know, if your coach is like, yeah, you're not that good, boss. We got to figure something out. And so, but I'm looking at golf in Detroit, and I'm kind of trying to give him a fair break. Okay. Kind of looks similar, but it's kind of like Detroit. Like, what can you expect? But- Definite upgrade here. Definite better chemistry. Uh, you can just see it. It's like this guy is like he has his guy for the next whatever number of years. You A couple know? of
2: years, but I think if he stays healthy, he'll be, here, he'll be there longer.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know. So, all right, folks, really quick before we move on, want to want to talk with you really, really quick, okay, about our sponsors. The big one I mentioned earlier is TickPick. Cause hey, Rams football is back. We've been talking about all all show today, and we have, they have a big game this weekend. You know the Arizona Cardinals coming in, the undefeated Cardinals. Well, go tick Pick because you don't need to go anywhere else to get your tickets anymore. It's T I C K P I C K. It's the original no fee ticket site. And it's the only one you'll ever need for all your Rams tickets. They got rid of all those fees. The other sites charge. And what this does, it guarantees the best prices on the web. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, they will give you 110% of the difference in the ticket price. So, again, the Rams are playing at home at SoFi this Sunday against the Cardinals. Two undefeated teams. It's for NFC West early supremacy. Mike, I'm guessing if you need to get some tickets, you're going to tick pick. If Because I'm sure you've been buying tickets elsewhere and seeing fees. They're crazy, right?
1: Ha-ha. <laughs> you mean, know, when you see a reduction in fees, that's where a lot of savings comes in.
2: I mean, that's what matters. So get a chance to go out there and see Matt Stafford, the entire offense, Aaron Donald play against these Cardinals, these up-and-coming Cardinals. Cheaper? Do it. Go to TickPick.com slash RTR. Use the promo code. RTR, and make some magic happen. I promise, it's worth it. Again, it's TickPick.com forward slash RTR. Use the code RTR and get yourself a nice, sweet deal to start the new week. All right? Go see those Rams play the Cardinals. You worth work for the rest of our sponsors. All right, so Mike, I have a couple. I got. I got some bones to pick here. All right, or bones to grind. I'm not sure the proper ex- expression is. All right,
1: are they rib balls or are uh, they steak
2: bones? You know, here's the thing. <laughs> this 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 really hasn't doesn't have anything to do with the Rams at all. Okay, it does it a little offhand, but you know, one of the things that really bothers me over the course of hosting a podcast is. Hosting a podcast or, you know, interacting with fans online or whatever. Or just seeing other members of more of the legacy media, okay? And I'll use the example of Kurt Warner. Okay, Kurt Warner last weekend, you know, former Rams quarterback, former Super Bowl MVP, uh, he picks the Bucks to beat the Rams. And you get some fan in one of these Facebook groups, and they do it all the time. It's not just a Facebook group, but it's no one. So they call out Kurt Warner. And they accuse him of, you know, being unforgiving for towards the Rams, being, you know, a poor Christian um, towards the Rams and towards for you know all that jazz, right? Because he's never he never picks the Rams to win games to win in his picks. And one, that's not true. But B, the thing is this, okay? We've had that criticism lobbed at us. Not the same one, you know. We, we've you've you've heard me call a Debbie Downer a negative Nancy if I'm if I'm expressing some issues concerning the team, like real legit concerns. Okay, um, I've I've gotten those emails. We feel those things on social media. You know, I still, even after this great win, we still saw. Guess what? That eight minute drive on the Rams defense where they they really struggled to stop Tom Brady. Okay. Same thing, okay? Those are the things that concern me, right? Isn't it our job when we cover a team to be up front with people, even if it's not the happiest news possible?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: You know, if, if I think that Matt Stabbard has a bad game, which he hasn't yet, by the way, just want to point that out. You know, no matter how much of a fan I am of Matt Stafford and the Rams, is it not our responsibility to be honest with our listeners and say, hey, um, you know, that wasn't, that was, that was ugly. Okay. This stuff bothers me. Fans are going to be fans. Fans are going to be fans. I, I just, it's a pet peeve to me when people lose sight of reality. I'll go back to the, the, the Kurt Warner example, hearing some of these, a couple of these fans in a, in a group, um, picking him apart. Like, dude, most of the experts out there picked the Bucks to win this game. And I darn near picked the Bucks to win this game. I, it took me last second to make the call. I, I took the Rams to win, I think, 34 27. They won 34 24. Right. You know, I, it, why is it so wrong? for someone to think, hey, you know, I think this team's the better team right now. Shouldn't we be honest in that call? And then, of course, be freaking thrilled when you're proven wrong the Rams win. There you go.
1: Is there something wrong with that? Yeah. No, no. I, I, I think if, again, you know, if people are really objective and if people are really, you know, consider them, serious fans or whatever you consider yourself you're more likely than not have to not that you want to you kind of would go with the bucks in the sense of they've been together now a couple years they have solid coaching staff they haven't had turnover there those type of things we have a new coach we lost some key players we need to jail. Okay, we were two and zero coming in two, but we could have easily been one and one. So the thing is, reality is, yeah, man, you're playing a good team, and you want your team to rise. But I'm believe, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had the Bucks winning too, You know, just because of everything, everything being considered, new quarterback versus quarterback, at least been there a year already. Uh turnover and staff, gotta get used to players, no preseason play. It's like, yeah. But also, Bucks technically they said we're playing without a lot of their guys on defense. So their world, they're gonna think that, oh, if we'd have had a few more of our guys, yeah, certain things wouldn't happen. But yeah, I agree. You you ha- I think the people that call it like it is are truth and then you you just know that they're more authentic. It seems not that hey man, let's play up these ratings and hey, we want you to kind of talk about this. So I just think uh, I don't know. I haven't really followed Kurtz on his picks that much. Is he that much that they would think? Did he just anti Ram? No,
2: I mean it's pretty clear at this point. If you're going to ask him who he who he's really with, you'd say he's he's a card. And I don't. And quite frankly, given how his Things ended with the Rams. I, I would say I wouldn't blame him. Okay, but I don't think he has this massive issue with the Rams. I don't think he's this bitter old man about how the Rams were. I mean, the whole organization's changed now. They're not even the same team they were now. So, so he's not chewing lemons? I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know, it sounds to me like anybody would be saying something like that. They're the ones with sour grapes. He's got a job to do. And again, most of the experts picked the Bucks to win that game. I just. I, I kind of have a problem because he's more—he's more symbolic of what I think. What many of us podcasters hear, you know, guys give those those messages. You know, why are you hammering the Rams for? What, because it's my job. Like I—I'm I, going to be honest about the things that concern me because I'm watching the game just like you are. I'm not going to put my head in the sand and ignore the problems. I'm not going to not going to ignore the concerns. You know, this team is three zero. They're, I think, a pretty good football team. They've still got some issues we have to be concerned with. Things that could get, well, eventually I, get in their way. I,
1: absolutely. But, you know, the time that we've been together, uh, I would say you just are being very objective and looking at what the facts are telling you and what the facts are telling us. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm sure someone's like, oh, well, you know, Stu, so you play for him, man. You should really. Well, yeah, truthfully, yeah, I'm pulling for him all the time. But at the same time, if all your running backs are hurt and your lineman is down to the third people, you don't have any receivers. What are you gonna say? Yeah, we're gonna go out there and beat everybody. <laughs> no, you're probably not.
2: So I would <laughs> say, um, I I would say this. I would say this. If you're a listener who's been new or old, okay. One, I I know you love the Rams. May you were a Rams fan before you even played for them. You know, I I love this team. Okay, I I will always be in their corner. All right, but I'm also, if they're messing up, I'm going to call it out because that's the right thing to do. It's integrity. So if you're listening, just to end this segment, I just want to throw that out there. We are going to criticize where they deserve to be criticized. And we're going to praise them. We spent a good chunk of this first part of the show praising them because they deserve it. When they deserve the praise, they're going to get it. Amen. And they're going to get brother. it good. Amen. Yeah. That's
1: the, that's the amen crap.
2: Oh, okay. I think they said, hey, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. You know? hey, hey, the fonts. <laughs> so, all right. So, really quick here, you know, it's, it's getting late on our end, and quite frankly, I'm tired and cranky. So, before we roll, I just want to point out a couple things from the game that I know I really thought went well. A couple things things that concern me. Same for you. I like can do the same thing and see how. And, and we'll finish the show off. And and by all means, Mike, because I threw this on you without telling you, I'll go first, give you a moment to think. So the two things, I'll, I'll go things to work on. The Rams still gave up some long drives. And I'm by talking dink and dunk. They haven't figured out the dink and dunk yet. Sooner or later, against a power team, they're going to get burned. Okay, that's got to get figured out. Can they handle it? They did. They've done off three weeks in a row now. All right, but sooner or later, they're going to get burned. So that's one. Two, the running game, they haven't really needed it the last couple of weeks, but they're going to need it eventually, especially against a team like San Francisco with a front seven that's going to be going after. They're going to be going after Stafford the whole game. They need that running game. and. They don't really use it much in the first half. They kind of wait till the second half and power it through. We need to see more of a focus on the ring. I'm sure McVay knows that and wants that. Those are two things I, I'm seeing they need to work on. Okay. Things to praise the way they're spreading the football around, getting everybody involved. And even when it came down to Deshaun Jackson, who didn't see much of anything the first two games, when they got him involved this last weekend, is it was like almost like. The the Bucs didn't expect anything from him. The guy still could fly. So, by the way, Mike, you proved me right there. I mean, you proved me wrong. I was doubtful when, man, Deshaun can still go. Okay, he is just as dangerous now as he was 10 years ago. So, um, the ball distribution, I think is phenomenal. And also, I want to praise the improved tackling in this game. The Rams tackled so much better. Really, a third thing too. They have, they have seven seven penalties in three games, Mike. Seven penalties in three games. That's worth yeah, praising. That's impressive. That's worth praising. What, what did you see?
1: Yeah, man, I, I de- definitely have to pretty much ditto everything you said. I mean, it was it was definitely nice to see the Rams sustain some drives. You know, one of the keys is you know sustain a drive, pick up a first down or two. But obviously, defensively. Again, the weather was kind of in our favor. You're playing at home, and your offense is putting up points. If your offense isn't putting up those points, now you're just going to feel more tired regardless if you are or not. You just feel more tired because, like, man, we're losing. We can't get it. But when your offense is actually putting up points and you're on those 10, 12, 15-play drives, you maybe is... Tired, but psychologically you aren't. So that was good to see. Uh, I, I think I will, you know. And this is maybe nitpicking. I mean, you know, Johnny Heckard is kind of doing this thing, but I don't know. It just seems like something's going on yeah,
2: there. He doesn't seem right, does he? No,
1: no. <laughs>
2: no. I Not mean, even when he had that short kick later in the game, and he, put, he he definitely the stats will show he got it inside the twenty. I think he had the like thirteen yard line, right? And I'm thinking, you know, Johnny Kecker from two years ago nails that thing inside the five
1: every, you time. know. Yeah. Something's not yeah. right with Johnny. Yeah. Some something's not right. So, I, you know, I don't again, it's, you know, we're, we're sitting here kind of, you know, I guess nitpicking. But uh, to your point, definitely tackled a lot better. Uh, they are kind of playing, you know, I think what they call, you know, a soft soft. Cover two, cover four, when they're playing, it looks like they're trying to make them keep it in front of them, come up, make the tackle. But at least they were coming up making the tackle yeah. outstanding and definitely spreading that ball around. Like, you know, when you have a number of guys in the mix. And again, what I like about Stafford and what McVeigh are doing now, if it's third and eight, yeah, man, we, we're not just trying to throw deep. You know, or that little flanker screen they would do every single time. No man, we're just we're gonna look. And I saw him literally go through a progression of four reads and then drop a dime. Yes, go, yeah, man. Yes, yeah. He he he's definitely reading the defense. And I go, I like that. You know, he didn't go one or two and throw it out. You know, no, he went like one, two, three. Oh, right here. Let me hit this real quick. And again. I just look at how he's throwing the ball and it just seems them balls are on the money. Whether you gotta be low, he puts you in a low position. If it's outside, outside. If I drop it over with touch, drop it over with touch. And so uh, the only ball he may have missed but he got hit on was the one when Deshaun Jackson had broke loose again in the secondary. You know, He was looking like he couldn't find the ball but he literally outran the ball but Stafford had gotten hit as he was throwing, so he didn't really get to follow through. And I was like, ooh, thank you. You know, not the thumb. But, yeah, all those things that you said, man, you know, defense tackling better, spreading the ball around. We do need a running game, absolutely. And then just the idea that uh, you come out with wins because you're just putting them in the bank. So that's what's key at the end of the day.
2: Well, I mean, I think that in the end, you know, the The continued improvement I think the the team is the improvement i think from week two to week three was was i a better team by the way the, the, I saw someone really kind of downing the bears and the colts listen the the bears have talent they're missing they're, they're missing quarterback play right now. That's going to change as Fields develops. But they they are a, a strong team. The Colts have a lot of talent. That's a good football team. They're much. I know they're. what they're what zero three now. They're not zero three talent. That's a playoff team talent that just has a horrifyingly awful schedule to start of the year. Okay, so don't look at those two teams and be like, okay, hey, uh, those are bad football teams. Those aren't. No, those are those are teams that have solid rosters. They are not weak teams. You know they. Don't underestimate where the Rams are. And then to go out there and take out Tampa. You know, they really, they, they made Tampa Bay one-dimensional. They completely took away the running game. And they, they got more pressure on Tom Brady than I have seen the Rams ever put on him, by the way. Ever. So, you know, that's improved play. I'll take it. I'm happy with it. Let's keep going. Let's see them. You know, my I guess the only thing I would say that would could be a little concerning in terms of keeping that progression up is after a high like that, well how will they come out on Sunday against another big opponent, a three and no Cardinals
1: team, which is they're they're pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing of how consistently can you somewhat be, you know excited. Hey man, we got to win, but you also know, all right, man, we got to get ready for next week as well. Uh, enjoy the one that you won, you know, for a couple days, and then you got to get right back on it, uh, during the week and get ready for again, another good team. But we talked about this, uh, at the beginning about just the schedule. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, as we went through and we kind of had our picks here and there, uh, but you you look at the schedule and go, yeah, now you look at the Cardinals, again, much improved over, you know, last year. But again, this is Kingsbury's third year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he got his third year, got his quarterback. Uh, they picked up the big, big receiver last year. Probably one of the best in the league. I I don't see how. They got a, I mean, they up. have
2: Hopkins. They have AJ Green there. AJ Green's lost a step, but he's still AJ Green. You know, they <laughs> they have talent. They, they've got still Chandler Jones in the end. This is a talented Cardinals team, and they're they're pretty close to being on the cusp. They, they're they're going to be, in my view, the Cardinals are going to be a much better team at the end of the year this year than they are right now, and they're three you don't have. They're yeah, and a half. Learn, yeah, and
1: and you know at that level, it's all about confidence. So Mm -hmm. they're definitely coming in or we're going in there. Right. Uh, with a lot of confidence. Yeah. So, uh, but again, the Rams are starting to, to get this mystique about winning at home, which now makes it very difficult for teams to come in and take something away from you. So we, we used to say, hey, man, don't let those people come in and steal the apples out your yard.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, in the past few years, they, so we kind of, when someone says, hey, Ram's house, I mean, you take pride in right. your house, <laughs> but. Opposing teams never really felt like it was the Rams' house. No. Now they like, know they it's the Rams' there. house. No,
1: man, it looked like it's the Raiders' house or the Niner house. Yeah. yeah
2: exactly. I mean, I'm sure the Niners will still you know bring down, and there's going to be those, those fans who, you know, look at how much Niners fans are paying for tickets. Yes. And they're going right. to go sell. Listen, folks, there are going to be Rams fans who want those tickets. Go sell a freaking Rams fan. Don't do that this year. Okay? Right. Keep your team with a home field advantage. All right. Hey, we're going to go. We're going to be back, though, on Friday morning with Ed Smith, who is with the Believe Network covering the Cardinals, former NFLer. I'm not sure when, when he played compared. I don't know if he played the same time you played or not. i got to check on that. But he'll be on with us. We have already recorded that interview. I can tell you he's fantastic. A lot of fun talking with him. We'll be back Friday morning with that. In the meantime, follow Mike on Twitter at 1duke23. Follow me on Twitter at Follow Rams Talk at Talk Rams. We're on Facebook. The Rams Talk page, also, the Rams Talk room is our group. And in the meantime, we're out of here. We'll see you later this
1: week. See you later, folks.